podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Well, they walked into Madrid with hope in their hearts and they'll walk away with the greatest prize in club football. Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool's King to the Cop are champions of Europe once again. Everybody and welcome to a new episode of Cop and Fracker, part of the Touchline Fracker Network. I'm your host this week, Dan, and of course I'm joined by a, a Ballon d'Or worthy cast uh, this week. Um, joining me today, I've got Julian. Yo, what's up, man? Good, all, all good, man. Um, got Junior. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> and joining us for the first time, uh, I have Mike. Hello. How's it going? Oh, good, mate. I'm glad you're here. So, let's get stuck into uh, the weekend's action. Disappointing game, it turned out to be. Uh, I know we all had a bit of a we had a bit of war talk in the group, um, and we're all expecting a bit more of a more tasty result. Um, Worry? <laughs> Worry? <laughs> okay. Certainly, so, so, two weeks ago. Certain uh, certain individuals were also predicting a one-one draw, um, <laughs> but actually, Julian, I'll, st- I'll start with you. Kind of going off, um, going off what we know. Um, obviously, past performances at Old Trafford haven't been the best. Only won there once uh, in what ten years now. Yeah. It's, it seems to be our kind of our, our boogie our boogie ground to go, um, and we do kind of seem to have some form of mental block. Um, I just want to know, obviously, what you thought of the game, how you thought we set up, and what we should be doing different going forward. Um, what I thought of the game is exactly what I thought of two weeks ago. I said it was going to be a very boring game because, as of late, um, over the last what five years, I would say, Man United are, you know, have been um, more, more or less so inferior to us. Not, I would say, over the last five years, actually. I'd say the last three seasons, I would say. Mm-hmm. They've been more or less inferior to us. Um, they've had managers who have wanted to set up on a low block and just um, um, soak in pressure and then just hit us on the counter-attack. 
But for some reason, um, Klopp knows this, but he decides to go into the game with the same rigid, um, safe midfield of Fabinho, Henderson and um, Wijnaldum. Um, previously before Fabinho came, it was Milner um, in, that, in that same three. And instead of playing expansive, he would rather just play it safe. So um, I'm honestly, honestly not surprised by the result. Um, what I thought of the game, it was it was a poor it was a poor performance from us. But am I surprised at this point where we where it's become a theme for us to just go to Old Trafford and just and just let them do and let them just have fun and and just and just and just completely roll us over? No, I'm not surprised. Like we let we let Rashford, who's having a horrid season, skin our European Championship centre back partnership. So, am I surprised? No. But do I do? Was I expecting a bit more um, going into the game with the level that we've reached last season and this season? Maybe, but no. At the same time, no. I think that's a, I think that's a fair point to say. Really, um, I mean, Mike, I'll come to you as kind of like one of, one of the newcomers in, in this conversation. How, how do you feel the weekend went? And were you kind of predicting the same thing that Julian was saying? To be honest, I was actually really confident going into the game. I thought, you know, our form, we're in, obviously we're in impeccable form, 17 wins on the bounce. I just thought for once we're going to go to Old Trafford with our chests out and really put in a solid performance, but it was really underwhelming. I think the midfield isn't, the midfield was an issue and I'll get to it later, but I just think when one of the front three is missing, we're automatically blunter. So to then start that functional midfield three is just... We're not going to be as attacking as we need to be in a, in a game like, like Old Trafford, where you want to be on the front foot, especially with United of what, 14th going into the game? You want to be on the front foot. You don't want Henderson and Wijnaldum. Ideally, you'd have Fabinho obviously holding, then probably Cater or, or Ox and Wijnaldum. So I thought he probably got it wrong in terms of the midfield because, yeah, Henderson's out of form as well. And yeah, it was just it was a really poor performance. I think Origi comes in, and I understand why he brings Origi in. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to bring him out on the left, but he was really, really poor. Mane didn't look comfortable on the right. Firmino wasn't really in the game. I think Pereira does a really good job on him. So yeah, I, I really thought we'd go into the game, even without Salah, with confidence, we'd go there, we'd really stamp our authority on the game. But yeah, it was really disappointing. And I think there is something about Klopp's record at Old Trafford, at Goodison Park, even at the Emirates, I think his record at the Emirates is really poor as well. I think those are the three away grounds he really struggles at. And I think he, he does show those sides way too much respect. I think we need to go to Goodison Park later on this season and show them no respect. We need to go there and play like we are the better side. The same with the Emirates. I think we show them too, too much respect in our midfield selection. It should be a far more bold attacking midfield selection, um, given the fact that Salah is missing out on the game. Um, so, yeah, it was, I was really disappointed. But, listen... I think that draw for me, I, I was really happy that we actually got the draw in the end because the game, everything seemed to go against us. So we were really poor, but also like the referee was absolutely shocking. Like everything went against us. So in those circumstances, a draw is fine. You know, to start the season with eight wins and one draw is is good. So yeah, it's disappointing, but I'm not too upset about it really. I think that's a really good point about um, about Origi and the midfield in, in general. I think Origi was so frustrating in that first half because he felt like he should have been pushing in a little bit more and taking one of the centre-backs out of the game instead of every time he was trying to face up Wan-Bissaka. Um, 
and just it just wasn't working. And you could see that when Alden was getting frustrated as a result because he wanted to push up into those gaps as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I think just picking that midfield free, playing it really safe, and I think that's a that is a fantastic point about us going to these away grounds, um, Everton and United in particular, and showing them like far far too much respect, way too much respect for for a derby game and. You know, in the last two times that we've been, last last two times we've been to United, including this one, and obviously every time that we've been to Everton because they are genuinely shit. Um, we've been the better, we've been the better team, we've had the better squad, but we yet we've played it really safe and been happy to get out of the draw. Um, and the last, two, and I'll say the last, um, the last couple of times we've been to the Emirates, uh, sorry, we've been to uh, Old Trafford and we've been to Goodison Park. We've been, we've actually not been the better team as well. That's really surprising, considering the fact that we have, we have. A bar two seasons ago with Man United, we've genuinely been the better team, the better players, and mm-hmm. the fact that we go there and, and we Everton and Man United are looking better than us, it's just it's baffling sometimes. Like it's it's baffling, but you know, just gotta just gotta roll with the punches, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think we do at the end of the day. Um, it, it does very much feel like it's a point gained as opposed to two points to two points lost. Um, as as the game played out, really, but it's still it's still really really frustrating. Um, Junior, how about you? How do you f- obviously how do you feel it went, and what do you think we need to do better going forward? Um, well, yeah, just to, obviously Michael just touched on um, a couple of the points with um, the midfield. Um, I, I I just don't understand why we needed Henderson, Ronaldo, and Fabinho. Like there was no sort of creativity throughout the three. And it, it, I blame Klopp. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm pissed off the way he approached that game because Man United are, are just like confidence-wise, they're down. Now I know it's a, a, a derby, so to speak, and I know they're going to be up for it. But at the same time, we should approach the game with more positive, and um, we didn't. And I know this. I know Salah didn't make it. Okay, you brought in a Rigi. Probably could have put him centrally, um, or did another formation. But we, we, we left that game open for Man United to come on to us. Now, there were some dodgy decisions by the referee. I understand that. The whistle should have blown um, as soon as that contact was made by Rigi. But at the same time, there's still a work to do. And uh, Matip lost his man so easily. I don't even know if he was fit. I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't even know if he, he was rushed back or what. But he had, a, he, had a, he had the poorest game he's had for a while. Um, I can't lie. I can't lie. Sorry to interrupt you, Graham. Yeah. But, um, that matter being fit, being um, being unfit, uh, I, mm. I think uh, I think it was a mixture. I, I think that 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 can't be because it looked like our whole defense was just not not at it at all. Like even not Van Dijk, that, yeah, they weren't at it. But obviously, but yeah, even Van, even Van Dijk with the incident with Van Rashford, he was, he he, um, he he ran with him, and he he felt Rashford was not strong. Rashford ended up putting yeah. him on the floor, but after that, you know, I see him going hard on Danny James and stuff. But in terms of the whole game down through it, if you watch Matip closely, he was um he was just holding himself. He just holding himself. And obviously I heard obviously not making it tomorrow. So that might give some insight into that. Hmm. But over over overall, you know, I'm, I'm not happy with the point. I know it's all traffic my way, but I'm I'm not no, happy I, with the point at all. Mate, I can, I I completely agree. We should have been going in there trying to, you know, bathe the walls of Old Trafford in their blood, kind of thing. Yeah. Um 
Yeah. And as you saw in the game, we, we came more into the game when we brought on Ox and Alana because obviously the different sort of approach. And that's the that's know? the that's the frustrating thing. Um, the the way he, I think the interesting tidbit for tape on this game is how he changed it because we it, it went four four two, didn't it, for a bit? Yeah. And he changed it to four two three one. The the way that he kind of changed the formation that quickly, second half when things weren't going right again, really leads me to believe that he knew he he more than likely knew that Salah wasn't going to play for the entire week. And yeah, had been yeah, experimenting yeah. with a different formation, but yeah, uh, and you know, I rarely, I say, I, I rarely criticise the manager, and I rarely, rarely criticise the team. I mean, just based off the results, <laughs> yeah, true, off the results <laughs> and stuff. But um, I, I, I think, I think, I don't have a problem with the team he played per se. Yeah, I have a, I have a problem with the way we set up and the way we went about the game. We were so lazy in possession. We were so sloppy. Passing was off. Fullbacks weren't, fullbacks weren't getting freely at all. Robertson first half, I get it. Origi probably wasn't giving him the best kind of help. But Trent was so passive in that first half. So, yeah, he's, so he's, passive. He's crossing a lot of balls, weren't he? Uh, that, yeah, was, um, that was the game plan for the entire... For the entire game, for the entire the entire first half. It was trying to find Mane over the top with the long ball, long diagonal. But they do all yeah, the time, though. They do it all the time, guys. Like they, when we go when we go to Old Trafford, especially, it's always a nil nil or a draw because they know that obviously, you know, we, we, we if they defend, I was don't get me wrong, they didn't sit. I don't agree with Klopp saying they just defended all game. They no, did. they did. They did. They, they, did. they, they, they definitely did. It, it, it was it was like we were playing Burnley. No, nah, they counted. They did count. So they did. Obviously, second half they done they done nothing, and obviously they had what seven they, shots they were, they, target. They were completely. Uh, um, yeah, feel free to disagree with me, but I think they were completely knackered by like 65, 70. No, yeah, they yeah, definitely, gone. definitely. They and don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I mean, abbrevi- I mean, abbreviation to where they're sitting. You know, like you just completely sit the whole game. Yeah. I don't think they've done that. Obviously, they scored. Two, they scored one goal. They had two on target. They had seven shots. Yeah. Um, so I understand what Klopp's saying in terms of obviously they're sitting because there's a lot of defenders back, but we know how they are playing with us. They're not going to go toe to toe with us. They're not going to do it. No. So we know what we're going going into the game, and I just think it's, it's the Plan B section. We don't know how to change the game. Is the issue? I've, I've got, I've got, I've got to go back to when Chris said um, we hardly criticise the manager, and I do feel like it's getting to the point where Klopp needs to come under some sort of scrutiny for the way he's, the way he's approached, the way he's approached his squad selections, and the way he's, he's approached them, his starting 11s, because I feel like. Like as much as as much as you know, um, it is you do want to play it safe at United because you do feel like it's a derby and you, and you want to you know um, make sure that no mistakes are made. I which do is, feel like which is fair, which is fair, which is fair, which yeah. is fair. But I do feel like his squad selections are now become over the past few weeks have become a, have become a byproduct, and this is basically um, the end result of that. Um, him not including players like Ox and Katar and and a few others or even giving them a chance to you know get a few run of games is it, it, it is a bad product because a lot of fans will be saying stuff like oh well you can't be really bringing Katar and Ox on when they when they do come on they're looking rusty what, yeah, what do you expect what do you exactly. expect they're, they're going to be rusty because they're not getting games and yeah. when when you when in games like um and and to be fair um it's a great point that Mike, that Michael brought up as well. The fact that, um, uh, sorry, that Salah, that you knew Salah wasn't going to play. You see, when things like this happen, and you and one of your attacking outlets, one of your attacking outlets is gone, you need to have some sort of plan B. And the plan B um, for Klopp is it, so non-existent at the moment. It's just yeah. it just feels like we, as we discussed in the group chat. Either if our fullbacks are not our, if our fullbacks are completely locked off in the game, it's a wrap. 
if Firmino is um, locked up by the, by the centre-backs, it's a wrap. So I do feel like, boy, Keita and Ox, it's, 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 it's imperative that they're, that they're, um, they're breaded into the squad now because giving them Champions League games where you're playing Milner, Firmino, and, sorry, Milner, oh. Fabinho and, and Henderson or Wijnaldum all the time and then bringing um, Keita and Ox on at like the 80th or the se- or the se- or the 75th minute is it's not going to work they're not going to get the, they're not going to get the right right run of games for them to build up the confidence or build up you know some game fitness so yeah man it's it, Klopp has to really really like you know use this man united game as some sort of as some sort of wake up call because it's it, it, this like these games where we're scraping wins or scraping draws in the last couple of minutes or the dying moments of the game can't continue yeah, and I'll have to add just as quickly with Christian saying, obviously, it's fair that we approach these games like that. Not this game. Not in this era where Man United... Oh, 100%, are. yeah. There's no way we should approach that game with caution. We should have went there to win an attack. Did you did, did you hear, did you, did you see what Klopp was saying in the press interview? He's like, oh, yeah, um, I can't yeah. remember, I, I, can't, I can't quote him verbatim, but he did say something along the lines of, oh, um, this is a game where we need to kill off our opposition and things like that. And then you go and play a midfield like that. Like I knew what was coming. I knew. I knew it was a bluff. I knew it. Uh, Between it all week, that was going to be a bluff. So, boy, I'm not surprised, man. Like I, I sound so like unfazed by by the result because you guys know. Like I was saying you this last episode, and and I was saying it throughout the week, and you guys are calling me a pessimist, but I'm so unfazed by this result because it's become the norm now. No, I think that's you, no, that's that's, that, that, that's fair. And to be fair, I should probably take a bit of criticism for calling you a pessimist every fucking day. So, uh, uh, <laughs> Joe, jo, 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 I'm not going to take that back for he fully deserves it. But no, no, to be fair, Joe, Joe jo, jo is Joe is not a pessimist. He's a sensationist. He just takes the piss. Like he will, he will see, he will see like the maddest, like one mad thing, and then just make the most out of it. I'm just. I'm just going off of what 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 I've seen over the last couple of years yep. and what I've known for Klopp to be, and it's it's wild, man. Like I'm so unfazed by this result; it's, it's crazy, and I should be really phased because the position we're at now, and you know the, what everyone else was expecting us to win. I'm like, nah, man, it's not happening. It's not happening. I feel like that I, I think, that's probably been our worst performance, um, kind of this this calendar year, really. That and probably the Everton game. But uh, Sorry, Mike, you were, you were going to say something. No, I was just going to no. say, I think Klopp's far more pragmatic than some people give him credit for. We always talk about heavy metal football, you know, the front three, but he's actually so pragmatic. Like, do you remember the start of last season where in every big game we'd go for the um, Henderson, Milner, Ronaldo midfield? He's so pragmatic. It's unreal sometimes. Yeah. And I think yeah. it cost us big time on Sunday. I think... Cater or Ox had to start, and we see what Ox looked so sharp when he came on. He so did look Kater good. I mean, he was the only one good. kind of trying to drive it from midfield. And, I mean, fair exactly. play, fair play to Ginny. He gave it like what fifteen minutes, but then the shape. I mean, I don't think the shape helped at all. I mean, our shape for the entire first half was absolutely diabolical. Um, yeah. And it, it really pissed me off because when he put Henderson on the right wing. Who was out of position, and you know he's been. Uh, someone uh, mentioned. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's speak about Henderson. Let's, please, well, now I'm, I'm going to get into. I'm going to get into that. Um, but it's like when he put him onto oh, the right hand side. When he put him onto the right hand side, you, he's, he's not got the legs for that. And then he kind of knocks Trent out of position as well. What he probably should have done is, either one of two, one of two things, in my opinion, if he was going to do that, he should have either pulled Henderson and put Lalana on sooner because Lalana's got kind of that experience playing more forward in that right hand role. Or just simply move one album there. He's been playing in more attacking roles for Holland, etc. Yeah. 
and you can fill in that position anyway. But I know the K- I know everyone's been using the cater sample size as kind of the rationale for him to be playing, which he should be playing. He should be playing more. You know, he's a fifty-five million pound midfielder. Fifty-five million pound midfielder should be playing more games. Um, you know, it's I know it's only a ten minutes ten minute sample size when he's going up against a weakened opposition, but the numbers don't lie. The amount of attacking, the amount of attack, and and the eye test doesn't lie either. The amount of attacking prowess he had, the amount of forward passes he's make, making, the way he's getting himself about, he looks stronger, he looks fitter, and and the same goes for Ox as well. When you've got two kind of dynamic catalyst players, as I like to call them, you need to start playing yeah. them. You need to start playing them, especially when you're going against teams that are going to implement a low block. I mean, United played like Burnley. They played like Sheffield United. That's the only way that we're going to realistically break these teams down without having to scrape, well, not, not even scrape really, because we're in control We're in control of most of these games. It's, it's the way we're going to knock these teams back and make them more afraid of how they are afraid of City, if that makes sense. Yeah, man. Let's quickly speak about Henderson because... Yeah, it's it's been it's it's been rough. Oh, he looks okay. he looks knackered. Let he me, looks completely knackered. Let me, let me be fair to him, yeah. I'm not gonna. To be fair to the Liverpool fans that have kind of used that um uh, that graphic of um Kater to um comparing him to Henderson, even though the, the you know those stats don't lie. I, I, one thing one thing that I will give in in um in you know not in so much in the in the defense of Kater is that I do feel like Keitar looked so positive because at the point that he came on, United were absolutely like knackered. So yeah, they were, they were good. The, you know, a bit yeah, a bit of life coming on the pitch and you know, someone that's looking forward to make the to make the forward passes will obviously completely look like, you know, they're making the 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 the, the most difference the, the sorry, the biggest difference in the game. But saying that, oh Henderson man, like I'm sure he's a some sort of a great leader in in the in the change room, but oh my god, Henderson, you are you. It's it's, it's getting it's getting to the point where it's painful to, to watch him play now. Like he does not like you know on FIFA, like when you have the analog stick, just like looking forward to just pass the ball. This guy's analog stick is absolutely broken. Like it can't go in that direction. He can't pass the ball forward. He's not looking positive at all. Like he just passed sideways. And backwards, and as as a leader, you're supposed to, you're supposed to be the one. Like I'm used to Gerard being our captain in it, and he never went to Old <laughs> Trafford once. And I never, ever, 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 ever saw a man looking like he's not on like he's not on job at Old Trafford. But Henderson, bruv, I don't know if he's knackered or tired or shook, but it's ridiculous, ridic- absolutely ridiculous watching this guy play at, at, as our captain. And the fact that he's getting subbed off so early in games. It's just so telling because Henderson was bad and he has been bad for a couple of weeks. And the fact that Liverpool fans are using, like, you, like this one thing that Liverpool fans need to do, if you're listening out there, please stop using the fact that we're unbeaten to justify Henderson starting. Because when you've been, if you, actually watch, if you actually watch the games where Henderson is playing, we're not winning games because of him. Yeah, he might provide some stability to our midfield, but we are not winning games or going on an unbeaten run because of Henderson. It is most likely because of last-minute goals or moments of brilliance from our from our from our attack or defense where they're saving where they're saving our asses. Like Henderson is not that guy for you to be looking at him to be the first guy on the team sheet, and it's getting ridiculous that that fans are actually getting duped into thinking that because of our because of our record. 
<laughs> yeah, I think Henderson's form is an issue now. Um, but Henderson, he's, he seems like a very self-critical lad. Like, I imagine he's probably well aware his performances are well below par. Um, and I think, if anything, it makes it easier for Klopp to drop him for a few days, for a few games, sorry, to the firing line, because at Old Trafford, he was, he was abject. He really was. And I'm, I'm more than anything, I'm surprised he stayed on for as long as he did. Like, he gets hooked off in 71 minutes. He should have got hooked off way before that. He was terrible. He probably should have got um, hooked off about 15 minutes to be all, you know, yeah. honesty. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the thing about Henderson, though, like, I, I, I like him. I like him a lot. I think, especially towards oh, the back in the wow. past, not, not, I'm not. I'm not saying he should start for us every week, but I think he has a role to play for, in, in our squad, certainly. Um, I thought the I same think, thing, Michael. I thought the same thing, but the, the, these last couple of games of my eyes, the, like I, I used to back him. Like at the start of the season, I was even saying, "Listen, if Henderson can pull together what we saw at Southampton and yeah. in the last stretches of the season, I'm having him." But now nah, these these he's, he's had enough time to show what he can do, and I'm sorry, but I'm you uh, can't start. That man there can't start anymore. I would like to see him have a similar role to Milner, just in and out of the side with the odd big game. Um, you know, a game against Burnley, for example, or, you know, a game against Southampton. You know, it's tough away games, tricky. Maybe even some of the big games, you have him in for some of those, but he shouldn't be the first name on a team sheet anymore. I think he needs to be phased out of the side because Cater and Ox offer far more. I think, you know, Wijnaldum can do a similar job to him and he's more dynamic. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one because you can tell a lot of the players look up to him. The way the other players speak about him a lot, the way Klopp speaks about him, um, he's someone that is held in high regard by those at the club, but his form, his performances are very detrimental to us at the moment. So, so yeah. How like do these other players to... speak about him? I've never heard a man say anything good about Henderson like no, that. No, I have, I have. You see, you hear the way Trent and um, Milner and all those boys speak about him. Lalana, I mean, Lalana's his best mate, but he speaks about him well. Um, Van Dyke speaks about him well, so I, I think he's, he's a good. He must be a good character behind the scenes. So if he was, if he was shit, he wouldn't be captain. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. He would be captain. He would be captain because Brendan would. No, he would be captain. No, Klopp yeah, he would be captain. captain if he was, if he wasn't doing his job well. Yeah. In terms of behind the scenes, I mean, we, on the pitch, his performances have clearly dropped. But I think let's give him some credit. Towards the back end of last season, I think him and Mane end the season better than any of our players. Really, they. Both of them are phenomenal in the back end of the season. And yeah, his performances have dropped off this the start of the season. But, you know, let's drop him for a few games and get catering, get Oxen. And yeah, bring him in for the odd game. I still think he has a valuable role to play. But he, like I said, he shouldn't be the first name on the team sheet moving forward. Yeah, but the problem with that, obviously, I he's captain. So he's going to be one of the names on the team sheet. Klopp likes, I don't know what Klopp likes about him, but Klopp likes him. Um, you know, and he's hindering a lot of the, the better players to play for us and do more in the team. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? And he, I know yeah. he's captain, but he's there because he's captain. Like I mean, let's be honest. If he left, how many top clubs would really go after him? Like the biggest club probably be Spurs, because he's crazy English. But you know, like at the moment in time, I don't mind him being a squad player, but he's not a squad player. He's a first team player on a sheet. He's keeping out players that are more creative than him, that do more than him, and. Do you know what I mean? We just don't need room for him and Ronaldo and Milner in the same team. That are workholics that can do those roles. Just it just it's baffling to me. And the more and more it goes on, I I don't think he's getting phased out. I did think he was getting phased out at one stage, where we signed Kater and we brought in Ox. 
But injuries and obviously the fact he's available, fair enough. He very rarely gets injured, by the way. Um, that, but that's that's helped him because I don't think the phasing out is is happening right now. I really don't. I I, I never thought he was going to get phased out. I always thought that buying Cater and Klopp was always going to be a byproduct of having Henderson Henderson there. But as as time has gone on, I do feel like Klopp has noticed that Wijnaldum is much more of a mainstay in the starting eleven, if anything, over Henderson. But the fact that Henderson yeah. is our captain, is yeah. he just sees he just has to he just has to be there. But and yeah. also I do feel like last season he looked so good in the final stretch because he actually remember he wasn't actually starting every single game. There was times where he was coming off the bench and making an impact, and that's why he was looking so good. So Klopp's got Klopp's got yeah. to take, Klopp's really got to, Klopp's really got to be brave now, man, and just and just and just and just and just and just start playing the players and start giving other players minutes and start giving people chances because yeah, it's really yeah. it's really it's really hindering their ability to actually play because I see them coming on. Yeah. yeah, they look rusty, but and you know how bad it is getting now? It's actually getting to the point now where I would honestly well if if anything, I would I don't and this is gonna sound so mad to say, but I honestly don't mind dropping points if it means getting these guys some games so we can see nah, some, some nah. No, 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 not dropping, not dropping points every single game. Of course not. But in games like, for example, Man United, I honestly wouldn't have mind dropping points if it meant because we, we dropped points. We anyway, did drop points. Exactly. Drop so points. I would have honestly would have honestly not mind dropping points or getting a one-one draw if it meant that we were playing Cater and was actually playing excited. Cater and Oxford was actually playing excited football. As mad as that sounds, not I, in every game. I don't expect us to drop points to Spurs. I don't expect us to drop points to Aston Villa. But in a game like, for example, Leicester where we it was looking tough or man united away i would i would honestly not have minded minded dropping points or drawing in those games if it meant a more positive attack was played midfield sorry i think yeah I, the weird thing is he's he's never not going to play one of either Wijnaldum, milner or henderson so you know with so you know it's going to be Fabino as the six, but I also think there's games where he's probably not going to have to play Fabino at the six. Um, tomorrow being one of probably one of those games, but it's it's going to be one of those three, and then I think it's going to have to be one of the other two, Oxlade okay, yeah, because he's never he's never going to he's never going to play. That's um, fine. Yeah, he's That's never going to play both of them together, the which is fair. Which which is completely the, fair. The crazy thing is, I honestly like when you say that, like playing one of the two, I honestly don't mind. It's exactly. just the fact that when those when those yeah. two are playing, one yeah. of them has to be the ball carrier yeah. for the one ball. Of them has and to then, play. Yeah. And when it when it's when it's most likely Wijnaldum, this guy will do it for about fifteen minutes and then hide. That's the issue. Like I don't mind it if Wijnaldum is playing with Ox or Henderson is playing with Cato or vice versa. Like I don't mind that. But when one of these guys have to be the ball carrier or have to be the the progressive one in that midfield. That is where the issue is. And that is when we're seeing Fabinho, Fabinho being the one, the, the our deepest player in, in, in our midfield, being the one to have to be our creative hub, which is fucking jarring, bro. That's the thing, though. I don't think any of the center, center, any of those two central midfielders and Fabinho, to the extent, have to be a ball carrier. I mean, obviously, funneling it all out to the wings and having them carry the ball up, up the field and then intertwining between Mane and Salah, that's where, that's where the majority of the ball, of the ball carrier is coming from. Um, yeah, but that's but, what, but that's what's, but that's what's also killing us because no, no, as, I, I, we, I completely agree because I, I do think we need that extra option from the middle, and it has to be one of those two. I, 
because as we've discussed, we haven't really played fluent football over a long stretch of time since 1718. And guess what was happening at that time? Ox was Ox was the one in our midfield for a large amount of that time. Yeah, and we was able to just not rely on our fullbacks to be our creative outlet. We was also having Ox driving with the ball and sometimes nicking an old goal or being the one to cause chaos in that midfield. So he's able to break apart defenses and also have Salah and Mane get into the right positions. Where also Firmino, who we haven't even got onto yet, was able to perform his at his best at number nine, being able to get twenty seven and fifty four. So yeah. Well, I, I do agree, but 17-18 was a completely different style of play. That's of course, I, and, ob- yeah. and obviously he wasn't, defen- wasn't as defensively sound until Van Dijk got there, but I'm, I'm not mad at that. I feel like we always talk about the midfield every single podcast, but um, it's, it's an issue that always keeps cr- crawling back up, and I think we've covered a lot of, covered a lot of decent ground on it. Uh, just out of curiosity, what formation and what midfielders would you all play for tomorrow against Genk? I really want Fabinho to get a rest, you know. I, think I, I completely games. agree. No, I agree. Yeah. I'd probably play Wijnaldum as a six and then Milner and Cater. But I'm not sure. No, I'd, I'd go with that. I think obviously with Milner doing the press conference today, it yeah. gives a bit of an indication of how he'd do it. Um, I, I kind of wanted to do four two three one. I don't think that, I don't think that'll suit. Um... I don't think that will suit the midfielders that will be that I that we think will be selected for tomorrow. Um, I don't think Keitar and Ox are comfortable in the in the four two three one just being the one sitting. So I, I do I do think tomorrow we should go with the four three three. Um, possibly just have not even Vinyaldum. I think it'll be Milner. Ah, oh, no, nah, they won't. Yeah, it'll be Vinyaldum, Milner, and Keitar maybe. Ox might Ox might get a game against Spurs. I'm I wishful thinking. But I'm thinking, yeah, Ox might get a game against Spurs. Um, I think Origi will play tomorrow. I think it'll be the same front three because Salah is going to keep it safe with Salah. Yeah. And we've heard about Matip and Matip and Trent not Matip and Trent not being available for tomorrow. So unfortunately, it's going to be Gomez at right back, Robinson centre back, and shit. <laughs> well, predictive predicted lineup I've got up on my phone is saying Allison in goal, Gomez at right back, Love at centre back. With Van Dijk, Robertson at left back, who could probably do the actually to be fair, they'll get the rest against Arsenal. Um, Fabino in the six, Milner and Chamberlain as the other two midfielders, and then Origi, Fabino, Mane. Yeah, that's, that's pretty close to mine. Um, probably going to say in the middle, Fabino rested. So I'll probably say Milner. Um, I, 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 Henderson's going to. I'm telling you, it's going to be Milner, Henderson. And maybe Ox, but I guarantee you, Milner and Henderson are playing tomorrow. I just, I just know. I just honestly, we're away from home, so I get like if he's gonna play um, Milner and Henderson, maybe. But don't play Milner and Henderson and Ronaldo because our record is so poor away from home with those three. It's, it's, it's a joke. So you've got to have one of the attacking guys in there. And quick question: uh, Is Fabi- did Fabinho have an international break? No. Yes, he did. I think he did. He not. No, he went. No, he went, didn't he? Yeah, he, he went, went out, didn't he? He went, went out to he play in Singapore, was it? Yeah, he went out. Singapore, he yeah, he out. did. Singapore, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry, sorry to carry on. No, sorry, mate. So, yeah, so um, I wanted to have a rest as well. I would love to have Robinson to have a rest, but we've got no one to cover. Uh, I don't know much about Genk. I've seen their last few games, like, results-wise. They got spanked by Salzburg. Uh, Salzburg are a pretty decent team. So, 
I'm expecting us to win. Apparently, the uh, the average age of their teams about 22. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah. So the producer. Yeah, I expect us to go there and win. Hopefully, we do go there and win. Obviously, just rest for Sunday because um, as as um, Junior said, I, I, I prefer Oxen um, Sunday's game at home. If I'm honest. No, that seems all seems all fair to me. Um, I do, I do, I do want to bring, I do want to bring this up. Um, I mean, I, I love the guy, but Mike, I'll, I'll, I'll come to you first on this. Um, Bobby Firmino at the weekend, probably mm-hmm. one of the worst performances I've ever seen from him. Um, couldn't get on the ball. He was getting shielded by free centre backs, consistently getting having to drag himself back into midfield. Do you think he would probably? benefit from a slight change of position um, or if it was kind of a Rigi playing through the middle and him on the left um, anything you think we could do to kind of like help improve his form as of late because he's not been really on the ball for the past few games I think something similar happened last season actually where Firmino's form dipped and we changed our shape I think Pep Linders might have mentioned it in an interview um, so we changed to the four-two-three-one with Salah up top I think does Firmino play in behind him during that period? I mean, we have Shakira on the left. For the 4 the right 2 3 one. Yeah, yeah, he does, yeah, doesn't he? So, so yeah, so it's, um, that's, that's the problem with the moment. It's obviously Shakira's availability. Um, yeah, but I, I think we need to change the shape, maybe, because Firmino's. We're at our best when Firmino's dropping into those pockets and linking, bringing the ball out from deep. And he's looked off form recently. He really has. I, I would change the shape. I think 4 2 3 always suit us in the running up until Christmas as well. Firmino with an extra body around him. Um, I really want Shaq to get some games where we can play Ox on the right for a bit if we if we need to. But yeah, he's been, he was really poor. He had a, he had a really good chance, and it's not been spoken about enough. But the chance mm-hmm. where I think is it Trent that cuts it back to him, or is it Mane on the counter? And he's it's like yeah. it's a chance that you'd expect your striker to really test a goalkeeper with, and he just hits it tamely towards the hair, and the hair just catches it and. Yeah, I think a change of shape would, would help him because we, we need him in those pockets, in those spaces, operating in the sort of half spaces, as Klopp would call them, um, linking play for us because he's a sort of player that he makes us against Newcastle where he was purring. He was unbelievable at that. Um, so, yeah, we need to find a way to get him back into those pockets and I think maybe a change to force of free one would help. But also, he, he's someone that he looks like he could do with a rest as well. But unfortunately, because he's such a unique player, so he's, his skill set is so unique to us that we would have to change the way we play completely if he spends a spell out of his side. But I do think him, alongside Fabinho, could do one or two games just out of the firing line. I mean, Fabinho as well, he's such a unique player that we can't really afford to rest him too much. But I think that both of them, because I thought Fabinho on the weekend was, was quite poor for certainly the first 60 minutes. He was mm-hmm. shocking. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. I think a change of shape would help would help both of them, really. I think Fabinho's getting through a lot of work there by himself. Um, so it would help him to change shape. And also think Firmino would be able to get more into those pockets. I think we changed shape probably about three times. But I think within the last 20 minutes, Firmino, Firmino looks really, really good. He's linking play. I think he plays a, a nice, neat pass around the corner for the goal to Cater. I think. Does he play the pass to Cater? I'm not sure. But he's, in, he's definitely involved in the build-up to the goal. So I think... Maybe a change of shape would would help him, but yeah, I'd like to hear what you guys think. It's really evident that um, obviously, kind of that last ten fifteen minutes, he's got more runners around him. Uh, he's yeah. got more people being involved in the play. 
I think his best one of his best games this season is the Salzburg game. Obviously, he grabs two assists there, and he just ran the show completely that first half. So it's obviously getting him back into that that similar form. Uh, Julian, what do you think? Oh, it, it, I want everyone to listen to what I'm saying, yeah, and and not take this as a slight or a diss on Firmino because I actually do think he's a great, great player. But I do feel like it's getting to the point now where if Liverpool fans are actually over overstating this system that Klopp has because it is really, really not that deep. Like Klopp is not that not that that um, tactically inept of a manager to not be able to not have Firmino in that number nine position. It's, it's like games like yesterday. No, it's not yesterday. Sorry, games like Man United. It was so evident he was so out of his out of his depth, as, and and he wasn't a natural number nine enough to cause a threat to the to the two centre backs. He was doing in the game. He was so ghost. So he had to drop so deep into the. He had to drop so deep into into the into the midfield to come and collect the ball and try to create something. And once he'd done that, he left so much space occupied, which Mane and Origi were not taking up, where where he did get the ball, what was you doing with it? And there were also times where Fabinho, where he, he, Fabinho was literally further up the pitch than him. And that is so unacceptable on the break. So unacceptable. Like, Firmino, like, Klopp as well. Like, he needs to find some sort of plan B in, in regards to this Firmino at number nine thing because I do feel like his talents are being wasted because he's not a natural number nine. Like, you saw that chance where he, the chance where he pussyfooted it into the keeper's hands, the oh, when he was just volleyed it into the stands. Like, he's not a natural number nine because it seems like in games like that where he has loads of centre backs um, just hassling him and on his case. Instead of letting him, instead of letting him like you know do his thing and hold the ball up, he just has a bit of a brain fart. And yeah, man, I just feel like it's getting to that point now where, also, I feel like this season it's been overstated how much how important he is, he is to our system. Because can you honestly name me five games where Firmino has played excellent? Because I can give yeah, you about this two. Season this season, I, I, I can give you about two or three where he has, and that's off the top of my head. I would say the Super Cup, Burnley and Chelsea, where I would say Fabinho, you know, that system that we talk about so much is was was, was showing a lot. But I can't give you... To be fair to Fabinho, Jules, though, to be fair Firmino, to... I'll, Firmino. I'll, Firmino, yeah, I'll, I'll get on to what I think of it. But to be fair to him, not many players have played five good games this season, even though we're um, top of the league. So I'll be honest, not everyone's performed in five games. So... I think it's a bit oh, harsh. Of course, of course. I think it's a bit harsh. No, 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 say, no, no. Can you name five games? I'll be honest. It's, it's slightly harsh on that, but go on and finish. It's it's harsh that that I can't name that you're saying we can't name five games, but I also do feel like a bad product of some of our players not playing well is because of that. Like we rely so much on Firmino getting the ball, and yeah. it was evident against, for example, against Chelsea in the Super Cup, where Mane and Salah looked so out of sorts when Firmino wasn't there. That we rely so much on that on him being our creative hub instead of being an actual number nine and getting goals, that it's it's a hindrance on both Salah and Mane at times. So, yes, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm done. So me me personally, I just feel like Firmino, if he's gonna be, if and also let me let me let me give him a bit of a defense as well. 
if he is going to be in that position, I also do feel like we need more of a creative hub in the midfield instead of from the from the flanks because he is playing he is playing Bang. centrally. So he needs he needs that 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 extra midfielder to drive forward with the ball so he doesn't have to drop so deep to the point where he's literally ghost in so many games. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Um, I agree, Joe. It's, it's a good points that you raised, and you know, I, I, I am, I, I do like Firmino. I'm a massive fan, as some people are. I do think um, what he does for Liverpool is unique. No other player can do it. But at the same time, looking at Sunday's game, you know, he, 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 he was lost, and as Julian said, he had to drop deeper. And I've been saying this like because he, he's not blessed with pace. And if you look at the game, how it was on um, Sunday, like we, Man United defence weren't getting stretched. They were going to get stretched by Mane wide or Rigi wide, but that was obviously too narrow to even um, penetrate them. So, I mean, I do think in certain games we need a proper backup number nine or even someone a number nine to fill in or, or be that number one and Firmino can compete because... Let's be honest, he's a second striker, a link-up man. But he was... He was and, and he, to be fair, I'm saying he wasn't good on Sunday, but there wasn't much he can do because he was crowded out. But this is what I'm trying to say because this is he's got one dynamic in his game. Do you see what I mean? So he can't get him behind that how other strikers can. And, you know, but we do need him. But I do think... I've been saying this. I don't think he should be an out-and-out striker, personally. You know what I mean? I don't think he should be. Yeah, it's, it is a bit of a strange one because I probably can't try and say he's probably not an out-and-out striker, really. Um, I'd probably say that Mane and Salah are both the typical strikers for this team, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, 100%, yeah. I do think, yeah, I do feel like we need that. But again, I guess Origi would be that backup nine. Um, but we do kind of need that change of... A change of kind of... Not, not realistically change of pace, but change of system number nine as well um yeah probably not yeah probably not probably not Giroud it, but someone similar to Giroud nah. in that sense yeah 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 no I was gonna say in an ideal world what would really happen is Milner or Milner Henderson or Mignada one of those three will be sold we'll switch to a 4 2 3 one Firmino will go to will stay as a number 10 which is his actual natural position we would cop a number nine and then go from there because the fact that some Liverpool fans can't fathom the fact that Klopp can actually make a change in formation and actually have an actual number nine with Salah and Mane and everyone can bag. Not maybe they're not, but they might not bag as much. Might, like Salah might not get thirty goals in the season, or Mane might not might not get thirty goals in the season. But goals can be so plenty because even today I'm watching now Man City and Man City with Aguero and Sterling. Everyone can eat. Like it's not a thing where it has to be Salah and Mane getting goals. We can have a number nine that can get goals as well. So, hundred percent, man. So basically, what you're saying, Julian, is uh, Mbappe 2020. So we can only hope. We can dream. Only hope. But also in the same, dream, man. also in the same instance, you move Salah up front and then get Sancho for the right hand side. So I mean, everyone's a winner. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm not having Salah up front, you know, as much as you lot. I, mate, I think I, like I think yeah, Salah like up front is the absolute mustard. He's fucking quality. I don't think yeah. his hold up plays. I don't think his hold up plays good enough. And he's, well, he's got he's such not, good. He's so in, he's, he's his instincts are so good in and around the box. 
he's got amazing runs. Amazing, yeah. amazing runs. That's the one thing that I'll give him as a striker. But his hold up play as a striker, I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not buying it as much. So But this is the thing, guys. this is where we were like, obviously, and you're not worried because we had Salah out. And if you look at obviously the um Origi went to the left, not comfortable. Marley went into the right, but obviously now he's used to the left. And then we had Firmino centrally, like we, we we haven't got like Shakiri. I don't know where Shakiri is. Is he fit? Apparently or... he's, um, he's injured. Apparently he's injured. He's got a calf injury. Oh, his calves are too fripping fat. That's why. It's well, actually, yeah, actually, <laughs> I was going to say, he's got calves he's like a, fucking a, steel. Stop. Ridiculous calves, bro. I'm not surprised we're pretty high But But do you see what I'm saying? Obviously, because Mark Salah came out and then we was down to, obviously, Brewster were on the bench, but we was down to Rigi front three. But you had no one to come in that three. I know Ox came on and went to the left, but we was kind of pushing it. We haven't got cover like in that I've got, area. I've, I've, I've got to be honest, though. With, with this game specifically, I'm not going to look too much into Salah being out because Salah has actually played these games before with the same team. And absolutely. Has, and has, yeah, and yeah. has honestly been locked up. And also... We also have had games where, for example, the famous Barcelona game. I'm not 100 percent sure, but the really wasn't up front, was he? He was. He was. Inter- yeah. Well, he was. He was. No, he, he, was, no, he, he was. He was up front. It was Mane on the okay, left. He was up front. Mane on the left. Yeah. On the right. Yeah. It was. It was um, the. Um, yeah, Shakira was on the right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My apologies, but yeah, I'm not going to look too much into Salah being out for um, the Man United game because with that same team, I still feel feel like we would have had the same problems as last year where it would have been hard for Salah to get the ball in from behind and take Man United on, especially when they were playing five at the back with two centre-backs, two, with, sorry, a centre-back covering his right wing-back. So I'm not going to look too much into Salah beating out for this game, exactly. I yeah, just, no, I'll get you. I'll get you. I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll more, to be fair, we I'll have to give United saying. credit for their performance on the weekend. So as much as we don't want to, I thought they did a good job on us tactically. No, nah, fuck them. No, no, fuck them. No, no, I mean, no, 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 his own half. I mean, he does that a lot, but like he was crossing Mike, ridiculous Mike, positions. Mike and Chris, they do that all the time with us. No, but this was like more prevalent though. This was more, he was, he never really, he crosses like from deep a lot, but this time it was like he was forced to cross from deep. Yeah, he yeah, no, definitely. He was, he was crossing to no one at one yeah. stage. It was just crossing. Like he got the ball and just crossed it. But um, Man was doing cross inshallah, bro. I, I think, I think it's, it's a United ritual book. I think regardless of any manager, when Liverpool come Old Trafford, this is the book you guys need to bring into training this week. 100% because Jose did it. Um, do you know what I mean? Obviously, um, Ollie's doing it. They like to play with us because they just don't want to lose. I think as long as they don't lose, they are happy. And, you know what I mean? If it, it comes to the fact where I still think Ollie got one over on Klopp, and that's embarrassing. That's how I see it in my book, personally. You know what I mean? You couldn't outwit Ollie. Come on, Klopp, man. Seriously. Nah, but I think these things happen, and I, and I think Klopp recovers well to like. So, Ollie, Ollie sets up well initially, and we're on the back foot. We're not. We don't. We don't start the game well at all. But Klopp reacts well. I think the subs. We're better with every single sub, and we have a good spell in the last ten minutes of the game where, where we. Okay, the spell comes too late, but we, we recover well and we get the equaliser. So. Yeah, but beat United, man. Fuck's sake. Beat United. Oh, no, listen, I want to beat them. Exactly, bro. Beat them, bro. Trust me. 
That's all I need him to do. Just beat United. That's all you could do. Just beat them, bro. Like, no, other teams you, are beating them. These other teams are beating them and making it look silly. But when it comes to Liverpool, they're like, oh, yeah, Rashford coming down. Oh, yeah, they didn't deserve a point. Are you, are you an idiot? Like, how dare he talk to us like that? We didn't deserve a point. Should we, uh, yeah. should, we, should we talk yeah. about the, the officiating, or albeit lack of yeah. officiating? In, in all honesty, I, I've got to be honest here. I, don't, I, I think we need, to make it, we need to make it abundantly clear that, you know, it was... A, it was one of the most. It was one of the most awful refereeing performances I've ever seen. But yeah, hundred percent. That yeah, didn't cover up the fact that we played shit. So yeah, that, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of, I feel like a lot of Liverpool fans are doing this thing where they're blaming Atkinson for our poor, like for our poor performance. Like, like yeah, he was very, very, very poor. But at the end of the day, uh, it does not have overshadowed how bad we were. It, it, it like. We could have got, we could have, we could have had, if, if we played well enough, we could have got, we could have got something out of that game, even with the poor decision. So I'm not going to look into that or, or get onto Atkinson too much, to be honest. Yeah, you're on your one. He was shit. No, he was fucking dreadful. And you know what? And you know what? From, from, I, I, I saw it come, I understand he was on this. I, I got, I got the indication from, from the off. He was going to let a lot of things go. I got that indication very early. You lot probably did as well. Yeah, for you know. When I saw the Riga challenge from Lindsay from the back, yeah, not to add, from the back, I thought, oh, he's going to blow. And then I saw the whole thing. I figured, okay, now, nah, and everyone figured, yeah, Var's going to return this. I knew Var was going to return, especially what happened on Saturday from all them games yeah. at Burnley and stuff. I knew Var was not going to overturn it. And Atkinson knew that as well. He knew that as well. He was happy for that to go to Var. Do you know what I mean? And he knew that. I just think I was just daylight robbery where it looks soft, don't get me wrong. Because you look at the goal and you think, ah, oh, that, that that kick on Origi is not enough to overrule a goal. I get that. But what I'm trying to say, you should have blown your whistle from the first off. He's watching the game properly. You should have blown the whistle. Because I remember you booked for B Neil and then Danny James went down by someone. Um and then no, sorry, you um you, yeah, for B Neil got booked. The Man United player done the same thing. I can't remember who it was. They didn't get booked. Danny James goes down. Yeah, four, four or three times, got clattered. Man United got, got the ball back. They didn't even kick out the ball. But then the ball came back to us and Matic kicked it out. I was just thinking to myself, okay, the referee didn't blow up. Yeah. He was going to blow up. So then he went over to um, Fabinho and had a word with him like, to say basically, like, need to cool down. I just think the guy was just, he was just awful. He was awful. And I just thought we weren't going to get nothing out of it. Thank God we got a goal. Because Lallana's goal, I thought it was going to scream offside. Somehow put a player there and move him. Well, they were taking the piss when they were checking that for VAR. Yeah, oh, you see how long that took? You see how long that took? It, it took forever. I, it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah, he was shit. He was shit. I mean, Liverpool has won uh, 14 games he's officiated with what we've won two. Now, I'm not saying he's meant to help us. Don't get me wrong, guys. I'm not saying that. But it just paints a picture for me, personally. I think they did the whole defining moment. That, well, the, obviously, the defining moment of the game was the foul that wasn't given as a foul, but definitely was a foul. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was when it was when. Um, that again. <laughs> fucking uh, Fabinho, when Fabinho took that blatant yellow card, as he yeah. normally does, which I actually I actually quite like him taking these yellow cards. Um, but then Rojo does the exact same thing. Yeah, and nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing, nothing. And both teams are playing the game with the same level of physicality, the same level of you know. You know nastiness, but for some reason we get penalised. We get pen. I think we got penalised seven more times than they did, and we had the what sixty five percent possession. 
Yeah. That doesn't even yeah. make sense. It's just it's absolutely absurd. It's um, a poor game. A I mean, they're not to officiate Old Trafford, bro. They're not shook every yeah. single time. And they're shook, bro. With the VAR, with the VAR play, thing as well, the whole VAR thing, it's still referees looking out for referees. So, it's, it's it's fucking ridiculous. I don't even I don't even know why they have the screen on the um on the touchline either. Yeah, no, no, no. They said they're not going to allow the referees to go to the screen anymore. So why is it there? I don't know why it's even there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they're saying now. They don't want the referee to go over. But you know, I'm I'm just I would say even with the Mane go, I know the rules now. I'm saying this in yeah. ball because I know the rules. But in normal terms, yeah, he doesn't even look at the ball like he can't even see him touch his hand. That would have been a goal. But you know, it is what it is, man. We well, did lose. you uh, did you guys see the Deli Ali one from Saturday? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I actually, showed I actually up. didn't, you know. Yeah, the shoulder. I think that was a goal. I think that was a goal. Well, that was more of a handball than the Mane one. And it's still definitely. And um what about the um what about Burnley one? Burnley's one should have been a goal. Do you see the clip he done on, on Johnny Evans? Yeah. And they ruled it offside. Yeah. yeah. What a joke. What a joke, man. The uh, the the villa one I agree with. That was definitely a foul on the keeper. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um definitely. But yeah, it's but, uh, it's it's the whole has to be clear and obvious. And yeah. I don't think any I think someone was saying that only like three decisions have been overturned. Yeah. Something like that out of the X amount that have been referred. That's a clear error. That's a clear error, but it's ridiculous. Uh, They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to look at it again in next season and then change it again. But it's still referees too high. Yeah, it's still it's still referees making these decisions, and you can't Mm -hmm. take that element of them being absolutely shit at what they do out of of the equation. but I know. any uh, any last thoughts on the game before we kind of move on to the listener questions? Um, no, not from me. I think we we pretty much got out everything. Mike, Julian? No, no, no. nothing, nothing, no, nothing to really say. Okay then. Um, how do you think we're going to get on tomorrow night then? I have no idea how good game card to be honest with you. Oh, we should we should win comfortably. I mean you'd hope we can fill our boots maybe. Um raise yeah, our well, points ahead of the game on the weekend. So I'm gonna go four nil. Oh. Like go on, Mike. Go why, on, Mike. Why not? Break breaking the uh breaking the away from home curse there with a lovely four nil. I think I yeah, can get, why not? get right behind that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two nil. Two nil, Julian. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna pay them some respect and say they will score at their own stadium and releasing the admin shake. So about three one, maybe. Well, uh, it'll, it'll make you all laugh to know that um, Genk were previously known as KFC Winter Slug before they became Genk. So. <laughs> 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 there's a, there's how, a the hell did, how did you how did you come across that exactly <laughs> this guy's a loser fam. what are you trying to put in your boobies <laughs> uh, Wikipedia tells you all you want to know mate uh, okay okay. Now, someone edited that someone edited that <laughs> uh, apparently it's an actual apparently an actual football team the club the club formed in 1988 by the merger of Watersheaf Thor with KFC Winterslag so apparently oh, that's an actual, actual team cool. that existed. <laughs> All uh, right. Um, okay, let me try and find some of the old listener questions. 
<laughs> with the flag, yeah. <laughs> uh, not entirely sure if we've answered this one, um, but I'll I'll bring it up anyway. Uh, opinion on what Gomez and Matip bring to the team, uh, and how I think we've we've, we've answered this 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 last final. week. Yeah, yeah I, no, I feel like we did this Mike one. Was on air, so we can have it again, folks. Thoughts on actually, this, I don't think we did this one. Thoughts on the James Madison rumors, and do we need a player like him? They are for that. We could. I like Madison a lot. I think he's a really we talented player, but he's like Coutinho, really. I don't think we we have space in our team for a Coutinho type player. So I I don't know. Is he? Where would he? Where would he play? Would he play on the left? Yeah. I, I, I ain't know. looking into that, man. I ain't looking into that. Nah, Madison, like, you're, he's sick. I, I like him. I think he's a talent, but nah, man. We can, I feel we like can he's, do about, I feel like he's prepared to drop. I, I, I do like him as a player. I think he's a really he's a yeah. smooth operator, but I think if, I you, think if, you're gonna be, if you're going to be prepared to drop, he's going to cost, like, what, circa 80 million quid. Yeah. If you're going to be prepared to spend that money, you might as well just, throw, you might as well just drop that bag on Sancho. Or Hiver, the, the lad from Leverkusen. He looks yes! Really yes! He looks yeah, he does. Talented. He does. I'd rather yeah, spend yeah, money yeah. on him, to be honest. He yeah, looks nah, super, I think, super I think, talented. Yeah, I, the, think, yeah. I think you've got a point, Chris. And Mike. I think you got a point. I do like Madison, and I would love him at the club, but if we're not if we're not, get, if we're not integrating Ox and catering now, then there's no point buying him. Yeah. You know no, I, mean? I, I, yeah, I agree. I think Madison screams United next year, by the way. I think they want to build this yeah. English four. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a United fan. He probably wants to play for you. Oh, is he? Point. Yeah, he's a United fan. He was at the game um, a few years ago. He off to them. <laughs> <laughs> when we played them in, in the Europa League, I think he was in the in the ground and he tweeted the theatre of dreams. So he's oh, a United God. fan. No, you can okay. fuck. You they can, want, you they can want fuck off. So they'll probably sign him again. Really. I don't know. So yeah. No, I do. I I mean, I'm I'm a bit I'm a big big proponent of the elder Kai Havertz to Liverpool agenda. Um, he's, he's, he's a quality player the fact that he can cover about four different positions as well is really yeah. is really interesting um, this, this he would demand a similar fee to Madison as well wouldn't he so it makes sense I think you'd probably be able to get well you probably have to pay similar fee but I probably think you'd probably have to pay him a lot less in terms of wages yeah which is, which is nice um, uh, this, this is a good one um who would your alternate striker for this Liverpool eleven be if Firmino was not fit? Well, so a striker we would sign to play for Liverpool. So I, 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 I think you can answer that two ways, really. So, who in this current eleven would you play up front if Firmino wasn't available, and who would you sign to deputise for Firmino? I would play Mane. I really liked him when he. I think he played. Yeah, it was the um, it was, what, it was the Wofford game when he scored the hat trick. He yeah, was yeah. sensational. Oh, mate, I, like, I, I like him up front. I think he's similar to Firmino that he drops deep, he can link play, he's very aggressive, he presses well. And if I was to sign a forward, it probably would be someone like I'm a big fan of Memphis Depay. You know, I really like him. I like him, and he plays up front for um, Leon, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he would he work under Klopp. I'm not sure, but he's a talented player, I think, and he's very intelligent as well. He drops deep, he links play well. I think he's a super talented. Yeah, I'll take him. I'll take him at Liverpool. 
Um, for me, uh, to a person to play up front for me, if Firmino was to obviously get dropped, um, or not dropped, sorry, if some, God forbid something was to happen to him, um, I would go with Barigi because I'm, you know, a classic guy. I like my number nines being number nines. I'm, I'm not with the whole, like, trying to, you know, you know, do some mixed experiments, experiments with Salah up front. So I'll say Origi for me goes goes to number nine. And uh, if I was to sign someone, this is going to be a bit of a weird one, but Lewandowski, I feel like he is perfect for someone that wants to play with wingers. Like he, he's a shooter and he's someone that can also pass the ball off very, very well. Like you saw last week against, sorry, not last week, last Champions League game against um, Spurs. Um, what he was doing, the way he was linking up with Gnabry was amazing. I think with someone like Salah, who's a shooter, like Lewandowski can eat, but it depends on how it depends on how how unselfish he's willing to be. So Lewandowski for me. That, that's a that's a good shout. I mean, I think he it is. Yeah, Junior, about I, I you. Definitely. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why Junior said weird Lewandowski. <laughs> it's a guy's like the best strikers in the world, man. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm more of an alternative option. So if someone played up front, essentially, I'd definitely go Origi. I think, you know, he's an unorthodox style where he, he, he can trouble defenders. You know what I mean? He, he, he's really dynamic and explosive. Just obviously striking is not, you know, the best. But, I mean, as a cover number nine, he'd be easy um, to slot in for me. Um, someone who will sign... Listen, I'm a massive fan of um, Song for um, Tottenham. I think he will slot in perfectly in our front three. Shout! I really do. That's a I great really shout. That's a great um, shout. I've liked him for a long time, and I just think that he just, he's got everything that will play in our front three. Everything. So yeah, Son, we signed anyone. That is a good shout. To be fair, um, can fill in anywhere on the front three. Absolutely, yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember when. Um, did you ever read that? It's like an old story from before that um, I think we were offered him from Leverkusen for about eight million, ten million quid. Yeah, this is like back. This is back when Rogers was in charge. So obviously, national team went for Benteke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I hate this guy, you know. I swear to God, Nah, hey, Joe, come, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> he pisses me off. No, but let's Jesus we can say this Christ. now. Remember, Ben Teke used to ruin us. No, no. He no, Ben Teke was never a good sign. Ben Teke was never a good sign. Back then, I knew Ben Teke wasn't a guy. Ben Teke, Liverpool. He used to oh, destroy man. us for Villa. I hate yeah. playing against him. I hate but that's playing the, against him. But that's the thing. We, we need to stop this. Just because a player destroys us against for Villa, like, fam. Yeah, we, we like, have a habit of doing that. We have a habit of doing yeah, that. Yeah, like, no, man. The fact, the fact we haven't done that under Klopp is... Yeah, it's so it's so much of a refreshing breath of air because we signed Ben Teke. Apart from money, apart from money, because money destroyed us and then Klopp was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah true, 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 true. Yeah, but money is a proper gun, man. And so, I t- well, yeah, I did... but no, nah, if we turn down Son for eight mil, shame on us, bro. Shame on us. I think a fair, yeah, I think a fair few. Um, I think a fair few teams did it as well. But um, I, 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 man, I was, was talking about with signing Salah as well, bro. Look at it. Look, um, Mr. <laughs> no, that Brent, that Rogers, you. The fact that fans are gassing him up so much, it actually pisses me off, bro. Pisses me <laughs> off, man. <laughs> okay, anyway, carry on. <laughs> no, I have to find the um, I have to find the uh, article for it. It was, it was from a while ago, but I think it was like a, it was just like a list of players that we were 
offered or linked to, but just never never decided to uh, pursue simply because of the uh, transfer committee kind of thing. It's fucking. It's 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 a bit of a ridiculous. It's a ridiculous list. Um, actually, this is a good. This is a good one that I got sent through personally. Um, apart, apart from Rian Brewster, who do you think the other youth player to step up and make a contribution this season will be? We don't know, honestly. We honestly, generally, generally like, it's get, I don't know what our youth are actually there to do because they never ever step up because Klopp will never give them the chance. Like Larucci, in all honesty, sorry, who's our backup left back? Is it Larucci, right? Oh, Milner, so Milner, Milner, really? Yeah. No, no, from the youth, man. No, not not that. Um, Milner, it's either yeah, Larucci, yeah. It's Larucci or is it Adam Lewis? Yeah, yeah. Larucci yeah. should honestly be getting some sort of spreading into the squad because Robertson sh- shouldn't be playing 50 games and Milner shouldn't be playing at left back anymore. So no, in, in, I honestly don't know what... I think in, I in, in, all, honesty, in all honesty with the LaRucci one, I think he was supposed to play against MK Dumbs, but he was injured. I think he's... Is he still injured now? Okay, but still, like, I honestly, like, our youth, our youth system, it, like, our, the integration of them is so, has been so, so poor, if I'm honest. Even by... Do you think so? Larucci, Tommy, Tom, apart from Robertson, sorry, not Robertson, sorry, apart from Trent, could you honestly tell me a mainstay that stayed in the squad for my youth for no, my youth team? Or... They, well, they probably um, obviously um, Jana Hover. Obviously, he's sixteen, too young, but he's been. I think he's been breading in quite well. Mm. Um, I think he, he, he was probably gonna... next season. We're not seeing him. For, no, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about being on the bench and being able to make the bench. I'm talking about play, playing them, actually playing. You would. This is the thing. This is the thing, though. I think he's good enough. I think you know what. You know what? Sorry, Sir Curtis. I think no, um, no I want to see Curtis Jones. I want to see Curtis Jones given a chance. Um, I think he's probably the next best at that age. What, he's 19 now. He's got to be getting a running or He's not going to be good enough. Have you guys um have you guys seen him play for the under twenty threes at all this season? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's... No, I, I saw him a lot last season, and I was I was really impressed with him. And I was even like for MK Dons, he, he looked nice and neat again preseason. I like him, I like him. So he's probably a next one that's going to be what there or thereabouts. We've got a lot of midfield competition though. That's the problem. A lot. I think he'll um towards the kind of tail end of this season and go into next season. I think he'll take a lot of. Uh, He'll take, he'll, he'll take Alana's spot in the squad going forward. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, I know you've watched 23s, so uh, they've been playing in very similar roles. Um, yeah, and, the, and yeah. the way they operate, I do like. Um, obviously, obviously, Brewster is the, is the main one. I think Harvey. Harvey Elliott, I well. think yeah, Harvey Elliott. Um, I mean, in that cameo against him, say cameo in that appearance at NK Dons, and the fact he, was on he the looks back, good, man. He is good. He needs to stay he off. Uh, good, man. He needs to stay off Insta, but I mean, he is good. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, man, he's, be- he's always warring with someone in his Insta comments. I'm like, bro, why? He's like 16. Yeah, to start. yeah, yeah. I know. That's why. That's why I let him off. He's 16, isn't it? But yeah, yeah that's what I'm just about to say as well. He's 16, man. <laughs> Literally. Um, I like the um, I like our, I guess our third choice keeper, um, Keller. 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 Yeah. Keller. He's yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, man, yeah. Cop, Cop, has, Cop really has to do a better job of integrating these because it's getting, getting, Dude, getting. What do you want him to do, bro? You want to play? No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying with this question, I, I don't. To be honest, I don't expect him to be bred in the men like 
Like, okay. obviously paying them, but yeah, yeah. with this question, Klopp has to do a better job of it because I honestly don't see... Well, that's why I want to stay in the Carabao Cup and some of you don't want to get out. I don't know why. Like, for our fringe players to play. I don't care about that Cup at all. No, no. It's not that I want us out. It's just that... I'm no, you, don't, you do want us out. You don't care. No, no, Because no, I don't care, doesn't mean I want us out. Like, if we get to, like, the semi-finals, I just want to be like, ooh, you know, this is, this is looking I mean, a bit... No, you know, like, this is looking like a I, 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 I want it purely for our fringe players to get games. That's what I want it for. And if we get a cup by, by February, as you said, by February, you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now nah, this is really going to... Do you know what I mean? That's what I want it for, to get them players playing. No, I, I agree with that. Uh, I do get I do get what Julian's kind of saying. You know, there's not a... At this moment in time, I don't think there's a route to the first team for these players. And... Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a pro and, there's a pro and a con to that. I mean, the pro is that you've got so many good players at the moment, and you don't need these players to contribute right away for them to be getting meaningful minutes. But obviously, on the second time, they do need to get meaningful mi- minutes for them to develop and evolve as players. Um, I think the prime example of that is obviously Grewich and Harry Wilson, where you know they're, they're obviously they're a bit older, but they've still have, have had to go out on loan. To then yeah. come back and then make a meaningful impact. I think actually, I think Gru- I think will um, get a fair few few games next. Gruich, Gru- 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 I've been waiting for him for a couple of years because he's yeah. the DM, the backup DM we've needed, but yeah. he's not obviously been given the chance. Gruich is the one where I'll say, yeah, Klopp, Klopp has somewhat tried, but obviously he he's been desperate, he's been more desperate to get games than others. So I think we'll, yeah, this is the thing. Is I, th- soon, soon. I think with Gruich, I think we'll all be fairly pleasantly surprised how he's kind of developed himself as a player when he comes back. I mean, that first was it six months and then first couple of months into that season, um, he's, he he's went so rash into tackles and I mean I watched him for half of Berlin a few weeks yeah. ago and he's he's so much calmer on the ball. He plays it out quite well, grabs goals, gets a few assists, and he's just become a bit more of a rounded player and definitely make an impact. Harry Wilson, I've got no no clue, no clue. I don't know. If, I don't even know if he'll stay <laughs> next season. Yeah, no, no. We've got Gurich. I like from when he came. Obviously, he won me over from the Barcelona head at Wembley. I went to that game, and um, you know, in preseason. And when he saw the header, I was like, wow, how the hell did he generate the power and direction from that? He's a big you as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's like 6'3". Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. huge. He's huge. But he could cover grass really well. And obviously, you know, he went on along at um, Cardiff and they played him in like a um, uh, like, like a DM sort of play um, role. With, um, I don't know why we sent him to no water. <laughs> but, you know, he, he, he was getting games there. And I really hope he, he goes. That's, that was prop first signing, wasn't it? Is Klopp's first signing, yeah. so I think Klopp's hoping, do you know what I mean, for him to come through, and I hope he does because I think he can, um, hopefully, as um, Chris said, surprise us and do something with it, man. I like him, but Harry Wilson, he's got brilliant techers. Do you know, I what think mean? we'll but, sell Harry Wilson next yeah, summer. He probably, yeah, he probably will generate money for him because uh, although he's good, then obviously he's dead ball. Trent's obviously covered dead ball situation, but Harry Wilson, in games I've seen him at Bournemouth, he tails off a lot. Tell that like, he's got class. But he tails off. He's not really involved in like a lot, and that's at like Bournemouth. So I don't. Also, think... What is his? Sorry to cut you off. But what is his best option. position? I have no yeah. idea. Where is he? At number ten? Is he a left winger or right winger? Yeah, he <laughs> feels like he should. He feels like he should be in today's game. He should be a central midfielder. But now, nah, lads, please before before I lose this, please tell me, yeah, what's going on with Woodburn, bro? Like two seasons ago, he's like the next great hope. Now this guy's at Oxford. I know he's had an injury, but what's going on with him? Is he going to make it or what? He's been playing all right, hasn't he? Um, 
for Oxford. For he's me. injured at the moment, but yeah. he's yeah, he was playing well up until the injury, really, for Oxford. I liked him. I liked him, man. I like that kid, but I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't know what's, what's going to happen with him. I know, like, he, he burst in the scene and now it's kind of like died down. Maybe for his benefit, that like, he dies down. Obviously, he can concentrate on football, but I hope he makes it, Woodburn. Because we've got some good young players on that box, man. A lot of good young players. No, I, I completely agree. Right. Uh, any, anything else anyone wants to cover before we uh, kind of head off? Start uh, playing our players, no. please. Start, start playing our. <laughs> Start playing our players. Start our start our signings that we actually made. <laughs> yeah, it's getting it's getting it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. I would say that. What I like to add is though, you know, um, for the listeners, and it's not it's not a doom and gloom pod. We're very happy that we're top of the league. Yeah, unbeaten, and you know, hopefully we sail through the Champions League. But yeah, at this time, we need to start playing our attacking players. And push on more. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, um, Cater and Ox need to be integrated more and less defensively. And, um, you know, other than that, we are very happy. We're very happy where we are right now. But, you know, there's there's nothing wrong asking for a bit more. There's nothing wrong because we ain't been playing well. That's all I can say on that. No, I think we need to to push ourselves out of second gear and go go full throttle at this point now, really. Um, Oh, oh, and also, also, I always, I also do want to say, um, Liverpool fans, please stop looking at the fact that we're unbeaten and think we are playing, and that that automatically means we are playing well because <laughs> it doesn't. Like, I, 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 it's baffling that a lot of Liverpool fans are actually genuinely thinking that we're 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 playing so amazing because we haven't lost yet. Like. I remember when Mourinho done this with Man United. Obviously, we're not going to talk about Man United too much, but I remember when United fans genuinely thought they were playing sick because they were winning games. And then when it all came crashing down like in November, December, they they, they, they just couldn't fathom it. Like, nah, man. Just because we're unbeaten and we're, doesn't mean we're not we're playing amazing. There's still a lot of room for improvement. A lot of room for improvement. No. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree, but... Yeah, it's not all doom and gloom. I mean, eight wins on one draw to start the season. Yeah, of course. Man. It's phenomenal. That's it, Mike. Tell him, mate. It's phenomenal. And when you look at it, for example, we started last season with seven wins, two draws. So we're, we're, we've improved on last season. And I think there's scope for more, improve, more improvement from this side. So it's not all doom and gloom. Let's, let's, um, let's keep up beat and, and win this league. Yes. Yes, well, let's win this. I think that's a that's a that's a great uh, that's a great note to end it on. Uh, let's keep going on beating and let's win this league. Uh, of course, uh, keep up with the conversation we'll have going on at at Carpen Fracas. Obviously, use the hashtag Touchline Fracas for uh, instant replies. Um, and from everyone here on the pod, uh, thank you very much for listening and be sure well, to tune in next week.
The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Sports Social Podcast Network.